What is going on guys? Welcome to this episode of Walking with Pete. I have just left the house, walking along along the streets here, trying to stay off the main road this time so that the uh, traffic noise isn't too, isn't too loud and distracting for you guys, but I'm heading off to the shops, going for my daily walk, time to get some coffee, time to get out of the house and stretch my legs, get a bit of exercise. As usual, I'm probably almost out of breath trying to talk and walk as fast as I do, so maybe I should slow down. Um, Anyway, today I have a pretty cool message for you guys, a pretty cool announcement, as you will have probably uh, worked out or figured out from the title. I am now engaged. I am engaged to be married. Woohoo! So, yeah, Kel and I got engaged a few days ago. And um, it wasn't a very romantic engagement because I think most people in Western society have this idea in their head that the stereotypical engagement is that man goes away, buys a ring, an engagement ring, which tends to be a ring with a very big crystal, usually a diamond on the ring, and uh, then surprises the lady, usually with some kind of romantic outing. You know, you go to a restaurant or maybe you go sightseeing or to some beautiful location, you know, to a lake or in the mountains, to a beach. And then the man is usually expected to surprise the woman by getting down on one knee and presenting the ring and saying the phrase, (laughs) will you marry me? Anyway, that is not what happened. It was kind of... A little bit lackluster. It wasn't very, wasn't an amazing story, but I thought I would share it with you guys anyway because I'm sure you're curious and I'm sure you're interested in, some of you are probably interested in talking about, you know, uh, engagements or weddings and learning that kind of vocab and those kinds of expressions. So it's a good excuse for a Walking with Pete episode, obviously. All right, so what happened? Um, So Kel and I. Kel and I have a really, really good relationship. We're very open, we are very honest with one another, we talk pretty much every day about our feelings, about our plans, about our roles in the relationship, you know, it's just each of us is an open book when it comes to discussing, you know, when we're angry, when we're upset, when we're sad, when we're happy, when we want things done differently, when someone's irritated the other person. We tend to be able to talk about these things deeply and, and thoroughly pretty quickly if they, if they arise, you know. There isn't a lot of resentment or anger or anything like that that builds up. And so, as a result of this, we also talk about what we want in the future with each other. And so, we had made dinner. I think we'd cooked up some pork sausages and we're eating some rice and some veggies with that. Sat down at the table and... Because we're both in our 30s now, Kel's 30 and I'm 31, we need to start worrying about having children. You know, it needs to be something that's up for discussion because the older you get, especially obviously if you're a woman, the older you get, the the harder it can be to have children and so you kind of need to at least have a plan, right? Like once you get to your 30s, you've got about 10, 15 years left and the chances of having difficulties significantly increase as you go through those years. And so, anyway, it's been a topic and it was funny because originally when Kel and I got together, she had 
come out of a relationship with someone else and they'd never planned to have kids and Kel was very, I don't want children, I'm not, I don't think I'd be a good mother, all of that sort of, sort of thought patterns in her head thinking about these things and it was funny, within about three, four, definitely after six months, she had done a 180, she'd done a U-turn, she had completely changed her mind and was definitely interested in having kids now. Probably because I would bring it up quite a bit and berate her a little bit and talk about it quite a lot. Anyway, so obviously the discussion would come up and once she had decided that she was like, yeah, okay, I'll have kids eventually, obviously the next question is, well, when? And um, because Kel's from Brazil, she's not Australian, we have to figure out how that's going to work, right? So it's a little more difficult if you just wing things, if you just improvise, you know, if we were to just um, potentially start trying to have a kid tomorrow. And so we have to, as a result, try and sit down and discuss the timeline, discuss when we're going to aim to have kids. Um, Does she want to live in Australia? Does she want to be a permanent resident or a citizen in Australia? Does she want to travel? Um, Does she want to see her family? Because all these things obviously have to be sorted out, especially if you want to travel, if you want to go overseas, if we want to buy a house, if if she wants to go and study. Um, We have to work out our finances. So, me being somewhat of a pragmatist, someone who likes to have things organized and sort of sorted out before rushing into things, I don't know, well, some things, right? I do rush into things from time to time. But me being that kind of personality, I would have these conversations with Kel pretty occasionally. And okay, so back to the story of getting engaged. Um, we were sitting down at the table talking about things as usual and um, talking about her plan for children. And now she wants to have them as soon as possible, effectively which isn't, you know, within weeks or, or months, but it'll be in the next year and a half. And so, once we had sort of decided when that was going to happen, you know, in which month of which year, pretty much, we sort of had planned out when we were going to um, start trying because we sort of, you know, don't want to waste time. We want to get the ball moving and we're in Canberra at the moment, but we have to move back or we don't have to, but we want to move back um, after her contract is up at work. And so we want to time the uh, birth of the child to be several months after her contract has ended. And so once we had sort of figured that out, we knew exactly which month to start in. And that was when I was like, well, we should probably talk about marriage then too, right? Like if we've decided in which month of which year we're going to have kids or start having kids, start trying to have children, um, then it probably makes sense to de- to decide, do you want to get married? Do you not want to get married? Uh, when would you like to get married? What would you like to do when you get married? Do you want to save up a lot of money and buy a dress? Do you want to have a really huge wedding with a lot of people? Do you want your family from Brazil to come over to Australia? Do you want my family from Australia to go to Brazil? Where do you want to have the wedding? Do you want to have two of them? And so, once those sort of questions started coming up, we were discussing it and 
we both agreed that it probably makes sense for us at least to get married. Um, and then as soon as that happened, I said, well, I guess now it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. So we might as well say we're engaged, right? Are, are you my fiance? Am I your fiance? Are we engaged now? And she looked at me and was like, I guess we are. So that was pretty much how it happened. <laughs> that was pretty much how we got engaged. Very, very lackluster, not very romantic, but, um, very pragmatic, very uh, systematic, organized, but um, yeah, that's that's how it happened. But it is interesting. I guess I want to talk a little bit about marriage in Australia and why, what it's like um, and why I'm going to get married to Kel and how we plan to get married, I guess. So to give you guys a bit of an insight into what marriage is like in Australia. Australia is obviously, at least as far as I know, I think, I think it's still Christian majority. There's probably a lot of atheists, of which I'm definitely one. I, I mean, I'm an atheist in that I have no religion. I'm not really, I don't practice any specific religion. Um, so, for the most part, the stereotype of a wedding is a Christian wedding where you have the woman gets a white dress, she has a white veil on, the groom wears a suit, usually a tuxedo, I think usually, like a, uh, can be different colours, but usually a dark coloured suit, and they will, I think less and less often now, but back in the day, these, the couple would obviously get married in a church. If it's a Christian marriage, you would usually get married in a church, which would involve the groom and the groom's party, the groom's men, the other the other guys that are helping the groom on his day, the um, the best man who is the primary dude that helps the groom, and then there'll be a few other guys who are there for moral support and the small things. They tend to arrive earlier to the church, and they're waiting there as the bride and the bride's party, the um, bridesmaids and the maid of honor, the primary maid. Um, in the bride's party, in the bridal party, will be bringing the bride to the church and then she gets walked down the aisle to the groom um, by her father. So that's sort of the traditional way. And then you'll have um, the, what would you call him, the priest or whoever the guy is at the church, you know, he'll preside over the wedding, he'll then, he'll, you know, say a few things, he'll have the the bride and the groom say their vows. He'll then say, um, do you take this woman to be your wife? Do you take this man to be your husband? And then the each of them will say, I do, I do. And they have put rings on each other's left hand on the second finger, their wedding rings, um, by that point. And then you will hear the uh, expression or the saying, you, you may now kiss the bride. And then everyone usually cheers. And that's a sort of standard Western wedding. But more and more these days, things are changing because obviously Australia is becoming less and less of a religious country, um, like most Western countries, I feel, except for maybe the US. <laughs> um, people now are using celebrants, which are not necessarily affiliated with any church in order to get married. So they'll use a celebrant to marry them. They will do it outdoors, they'll do it at houses, like families' houses. Um, they'll set up ceremonies in certain places. There's places you can go, like a friend's wedding I went to last year was 
in the Dandenong Ranges, and this is like a mountain range in um, Victoria where there's all of these huge trees and these forests. It was really beautiful. It was outdoors and they just had a, um, I guess, agnostic or atheist celebrant, someone who's not affiliated with any church who marries them. And so that was a really good wedding, but that's happening more and more and more. So I guess coming back to Kel and I and um, how we plan to get married, it's probably going to be about as as crazy, about as uh, wild, about as romantic as the proposal, where I think we're more interested in just seeing friends and having maybe a get-together, some kind of party and spending time with our friends and then just signing the papers and getting the rings and that'll probably be it, a kind of, you know, small party with just friends and family because, to be honest, and I'm sure some of you guys probably understand that weddings can be freaking expensive. Weddings can be really, really expensive. I've had friends who have had really wealthy families and their families end up spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on weddings and I think Kel and I are both not really the kind of people who like spending a lot of money on things. We're not very flashy, we don't like showing off wealth or anything like that, mostly because we don't have any wealth. (laughs) But um, So I think we're just keen to save as much money as possible through that kind of process or event of becoming married and spending the, the same you know, time with friends and family. Um, Whether or not we spend a bit on food or something might be a a different story. And I think part of the complexity there or part of the reason we want to do that is too because our families are both on completely different continents. Obviously, Kel's family is from Brazil in South America. My family is from Australia. And so, it would just be a nightmare or at least more complicated than it needs to be if each of us wanted to um, get our families together for a wedding or have a wedding with both of our families separately. Long story short, it would just cost a lot of money. So, that is where we are currently at. Um, So, we're not sure when it's going to be. We don't know how it's going to be, but it'll probably be in the next year or so, I guess. And so, that's the story, guys. That is the story. That is how I got engaged and it's funny because it's one of those situations where if you told me a year ago when I was single that this was going to be the way in which I would get engaged and then plan to get married, I would definitely not have believed you. Anyway, so I am getting close now to the cafe. I might go grab my coffee, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Um, If you guys have an interesting story that you would like to share about how you got engaged or how you got married, or even just about the different cultural practices of of getting engaged and married in your country, then please, please let me know. Send me a message, comment on this wherever you see it, um, on the website, on Facebook, and let me know. So, you know, another excuse to use your English. Anyway. That's long enough, guys. I hope you have an amazing day. Get outside, do some exercise, and drink more coffee. (laughs) And I'll chat to you soon. See you guys.